Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you're once again joining me on AP Studio Files. AP Studio Files. If you're joining us for the first time, please check out season one with featured artists such as our fantastic technical producer, Artie Kapishki. If you're an old time listener, welcome back. Excited to introduce you to season two, episode four, and our first interview of 2022. Give us a follow at AP Studio BK on Instagram and TikTok for more updates. Excited to welcome today into the studio, Avery Savage. Avery is from rural Connecticut and joined the New York City artist community at the tender age of 19. His mostly self-taught start as a visual artist at a young age was nurtured by family and continued to blossom in high school. Successes include his self-published and designed art-slash-photo book, 98 and Grand, which was picked up by McNally and MoMA PS1 in 2019, and his summer 2021 show called Everythingism on the topic of ADHD. He attributes much of his recent ability to organize to his manager, Madison. Shout out to Mad Management. His newsletter, Convo, has been a pandemic success and has been free form enough to keep himself interested. Stay tuned for an upcoming music release in collaboration. And now welcome, Hi. Avery Savage. Hi, hello. Hi, welcome. It's so nice it's to so see you. It's so good to be here. I feel so official. Oh my gosh, you are official. Yeah. Welcome to the, what did we figure out? The ninth episode. Number nine. Oh, and our Feels first. Good to be nine. It is nine was a good year for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, really, a lot of good memories. I actually, nine. no lie, I had a full-on mental breakdown about turning double digits. Really? That that was my midlife crisis. I love the like awareness. Yeah. That you had. Oh, I hated it. At I, nine years old. I did not want to turn ten. I was like, fuck that. I think I was excited. I was like, oh my god, I can drive a car soon. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, fuck, yes. So I was really excited to talk to you today. I guess I've been able to keep up with you most on the internet, like just via some of your more like online work, which has been so awesome. The interwebs. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of wanted to give you just a moment to give yourself a little intro after my intro in your own words. Tell the people. Oh, an intro. Well, multimedia artist. I started officially with photography, Great. Um, so that's kind of where people know me from. But in the age of Instagram, there are so many different directions you can go in. And more recently, I've done digital painting, technically sculpture as well, and just tr- sort of tried to see where everything kind of carries me. I do playlists. I've put together multiple shows. I think the, the core aspect of, of what I'm trying to do is stay entertained personally (laughs) i love that so for our listeners i send out like a questionnaire kind of just to get an idea about each artist before i interview and kind of help me inform my questions and like where i want the interview to go and that was something that i really keyed into like you keeping yourself interested yeah is so fucking valid (laughs) for sure for sure because like i was doing before covid i was doing these monthly shows and Mm -hmm. they were really really feeding this like Oh my gosh, feeding this need to like bring community together and do those sort of things. And then it just all got demolished Yeah, for everybody too. Yeah. But I think, I think in that moment, especially right at the beginning, I had a a relief a little bit, which Mm. I've recently gotten over feeling guilty about. I get it. I had a relief because it feels like, especially in New York, there's always something that you can or should be doing. Oh, you know, percent FOMO so, all the time, constant FOMO. Yeah. So when everything shut down, it was like, and, and we sort of established that it wasn't going to be two weeks or three weeks or whatever. I was like, okay, this is the new lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in that moment, I think I, maybe like a month in, I decided to start doing playlists because right. I was like, how do you like much how you said, how do you still have community? Or like have any sort of connective. I think people were really hungering for that at that time. They were thirsty, for sure. So I I was sending off playlists like weekly. It was just like a fun thing. And then like it it sort of turned into this, this, okay, maybe digital can be a way to do things. Rather than just like a means to get people in person to the thing that you're doing. A hundred percent. So yeah, I feel like. I've been doing playlists since then, and that's just like a fun side thing, and I can't not 
do them for myself anyway. So I'm like, why don't I slap a cover on it and give it to people? Exactly. Well? I think that's yeah. one of the first ways that we kind of reconnected during COVID. I was like, fuck yeah, yes, yeah. send me the playlist, yeah. like whatever it is like right now. Cause yeah, you're sort of sitting there alone. Which with is your dope. Thank you for asking for them. Cause I'm always <laughs> yeah. like, I'm always like, like, I'm making this. Hello, but do the people... void. Yeah, literally, literally, exactly. The void calls yeah. back. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's crazy, like, shooting stuff out into the world, especially, like, I know Artie and I were talking about this. Artie's also just an incredible, like, multimedia artist. And, like, sometimes you just make something and you shoot it off into the void and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to like this. Or, or not even like, but, like, no one's even going to notice or, this. Yeah, because there's so it. much there's, going on. There's so much content being pushed. I think that's why, for me, it's, like, I have to kind of come at it from the, like, I want to learn about somebody else or I want to connect with like a group of people or a person or keep it kind of more from that, like super neutral. The connectivity I think is the, is the key thing. I think everybody has sort of reevaluated their perspective on connectivity. I remember a lot of like mags were talking about that during that time. And I think it was sort of, it forced us to realize how we connect and then why we connect. And then, after that it was it was sort of a moment of well, how do we how do we newly like i know a lot of galleries were doing like 3d shows and people were walking in and it was like missing that human community aspect a lot of people were trying to do online spaces and it it made us realize oh like we really do kind of need to be with each other yeah i think there's a certain level i know for me at least just in terms of my enjoyment of an experience being with other people is like way more important paramount but on the other side of that throughout covid i'm way more of a loner than i ever have i would much rather spend time in my own house Mm. alone than with any motherfucker that that i don't like yeah yeah no i agree i fully agree and and i'm this is you're like piquing my curiosity here because I, I feel the same way. And like I said, the guilt is finally gone for that. But did you know that before, before it all happened? I think for me, I've always been an extrovert who recharged by being alone. Because you need to be an extrovert in some aspects. Yeah. And I, and I like people. Yeah. I genuinely, yeah. for the most part, like people. We need a word for that. Extrovert <laughs> that recharges via introvert There's tendencies. Myers like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Literally, I was just thinking somebody somebody just had me go through one of those and I was like, I don't I don't know what my thing is. I went through through to the end of it and I still don't know what it is. Like I read it and it was like, Oh, you're you and I was you're like, you. Yeah. You're like, no, <laughs> pretty no. Much, pretty much I can't remember these letters, but sure. Myers-Briggs is a personality test created by Isabel Briggs Myers. Her mother, Catherine Briggs, created a cosmic laboratory of baby training in the early 20th century. She wanted to help parents optimize their kids' education through types, a concept inspired by the Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst who founded analytical psychology, Dr. Carl Jung. According to journalist Merve M. Ray, author of The Personality Brokers, she thought understanding his work was a spiritual quest. She believed that the only way to save your soul was to figure out who you were, to live according to that best version of yourself. Just taking it back a little bit earlier before COVID and before, you know, earlier in your life, I know you talked a little bit on the questionnaire about growing up in Connecticut. Mm. And kind of like, I guess I was sort of wondering because you sort of said that that in a lot of ways you were kind of observing at points or being an outsider at points. Yeah. I guess I was just sort of curious like how that sort of outside and observing informed maybe how you're able to do that as an adult. Hmm. That's a That's a great question. Connecticut definitely has a reputation. I'll say that. I, I've um, never been, so <laughs> most most people that most people that actually have been realize that it's kind of like it's a very sleepy state. There's not really a lot going on there. Right. And there's massive wealth that's mm. centered in like key focal points around the state right. that give the state the reputation of being like a very rich affluent affluent zone. Mm-hmm. And as much as that's a present thing for right. sure, it's always juxtaposed with like abject poverty and like a mix of the two and then anywhere in between. Right. And so growing up, I kind of, my family experienced kind of both sides at different points based on what this, the circumstances were. 
Connecticut has the second highest level of wealth inequality in the U.S., which as a nation has a high level of inequality. The average income for the top 20% of Connecticut households is over $306,000. That 20% earns 53% of all the income in the state, whereas the average for the bottom 20% of households is only $16,000, which is less than 3% of statewide earnings. This high disparity doesn't mean that they have the highest poverty levels though. The current poverty threshold for a single person is $13,590 and $27,750 for a family of four. Just under 10% of people were below the poverty line according to the 2020 census, which is half that of Mississippi. Throughout the entire time, I was like the only sort of black person in my school system up until a certain point, and then we got one other black kid. And I was like, like Keenan! Yeah! Like, and if he ever hears this, he'll know my boy Keenan. But um, it's, it's like, so I kind of was forced to learn to make friends with people that never looked like me. Yeah, and never we, having we like a lot. self like really reflected back. Yeah, again. yeah, and and what happens too is that because you you do look different, other people don't like. Obviously, if I couldn't talk to anybody that looked like me, other people also didn't know anybody besides me. So right. what I'm describing is tokenism. Um, yeah. <laughs> but essentially, what would happen is you get asked like, "Oh, like what is the black experience like?" And I'm like, "I'm friends with you guys. Yeah, like, like, you're you know, my like, friends. You know, I don't know. I'm yeah. living the white experience. Yeah, well, like living in a black body. At sometimes, yeah." yeah so at sometimes it was the white experience uh being black in the white experience but then also being white in the black experience depending right. on what neighborhood we were living in at what time and so it sort of teaches you there's never like uh, a sort of like anchor this is the way the world is point it's constantly spinning mm -hmm. so in adulthood i've kind of i think i i grew a taste for that which is weird because at the time it was like oh this this sucks like oh no one's like me and then you grow. Well, you want to fit enough. in. I think you that wanna, that we yeah. talked about this earlier. Like you want to be around you people. Wanna, you want to match. Yeah. And you want to match people. And you want to feel accepted. Yeah. And then I think what happened was I, I realized that that was the case at like 17, 18. Um, I was in school for like an undecided major, working on music, trying to get that going. And it wasn't really taking off. And I realized I kind of want to go where the weird people are. Like I, I feel weird. I want to go be with weird people. Yeah. Like, so I made that decision and then I moved here and I mean, it's, it's been eight, almost eight years now, seven, eight years. And I mean, feel good about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. So I know, I know yeah. every single time I talk, I'm like, dude, I cannot live anywhere else. I mean, where else do you go? Like, one of the places I've always discussed is like Berlin, but it's mm -hmm. like <laughs> Berlin, I've heard, I've Berlin, Berlin is Bushwick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the Brooklynism of Berlin. Yeah, I've I've heard that I've heard that it's like Bushwick times ten. Yeah, like Bushwick even more Bushwick. Yeah, just... And I'm like, all right, we're, I mean, I would I would check it out. I've also I've also just never really traveled anywhere. So yeah. I'm like, if I could, if somebody was like, yo, here's a ticket. I'm down. I'll go. Dude. But like, you have to have a reason. Right. You know? To no. Like... I've talked about this with like my, so I'm from Texas originally. Mm. And I talk about this a lot with like people who, you know, who stayed in Texas. It's like, it's so much easier to travel if you're not spending rent on New York City. Yeah. Rent. If you are like, like the new, new age nomadic. Yeah. You can kind of do it. Like, I know some people that are like that where I'm like, oh, are you like, we've met because they were here for two seconds right? and, and they're, then they're gone and they're and like, they're like oh, I'm airbnb being out my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be in here. And I'm like, or like what apartment, my car, like, yeah. and I'm like, I mean, power to you. Great. You go know? off. Some people I can do it. simply would not accomplish anything though. Yeah, yeah. But you know, then you get into the, like, what is accomplishing something? You are adding a number. To Everything the, a, is a, fake. A capitalist, <laughs> a capitalist <laughs> idea. By the capitalist regime. That actually sort of, so that sort of gets me into kind of my next question which is perfect um i actually want to quote you from the questionnaire oh no don't quote me yes i will be well it was in, it was in writing so i feel yeah, like you, yeah. you looked it over a few yeah. times hopefully um so you said something about new york that really encapsulated something that i felt and maybe haven't put in exactly these words but um you said in my experience self-analysis and growth happen freely in and around uncertainty. And New York City is the great spinning randomizer. Learning to take curveballs in stride has done a lot for me as an artist. So. I sound a lot better when I'm typing. I, no, no, I'm not going to say that at all. We've had, we've already had like on and off recording, like already had a lot of good conversation, but I loved that because 
I think people are like, oh, why you moved to New York? You're going to get, you're going to get mean and, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you're going to be mugged and yeah. you're going to live you're in trash. You're going to get mugged and, eight times and, and it's like, dirty there. And I'm like. I'm actually like the kindest, most yeah, patient yeah. version of myself that I've ever been. I think I think that is symbolic or not symbolic. That's like an example of what New York does to people. Right. I think New York is not. New York is just New York. Nor- and it's, New York is not carbone on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if if maybe it is for you if if that's what your life is like. But yeah. it's it's very much like there's so much happening even even when nothing is happening right that it's it's like a choose your own adventure kind of thing yeah and like what are we but dressing up our sims every day yeah and going we are yes we are the avatar <laughs> yeah. right in the in the matrix let's tie as many movies in as possible <laughs> like it's it's very much it's very much a if you want to be a certain way you there's a channel to do that right like for there was a, a moment where I was I mean I'm a huge fan of comedy and like stand up and everything but there was a moment where I just hit every single one of the New York comedy clubs because I was like, this is the thing I want to do now. And like, <laughs> and that's just, there's an availability to do that. Yeah, like every night of the week. Yeah. And it's not even just with one, it's not even just the entertainment world or the mm-hmm. arts or anything. Like you can, you can really, you know, if you're, if you're into Bialis, like, <laughs> you know, go there's, every day. there's, yeah, go every yeah. single day and try 11 different spots in one week if you want. Um, and I think just it's it's about access. Like you, you find yourself through that access a little bit. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think it does make you sort of take that focus, mm-hmm. take that focus in that time because it takes time and planning to do anything and any you know yeah. anywhere here. It forces intention on you. Yes, mm-hmm. totally, totally. That's the word I'm looking for. So so with that theme coming back to kind of that theme of uncertainty and like growth through uncertainty, how do you believe that? the level of uncertainty we've had throughout COVID has affected or changed your art? Oh, that's a good one. The level of uncertainty? Well, (laughs) I (laughs) primarily shot photos of like activity in the street and friends before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, both of those things did not exist anymore. (laughs) Like the streets were completely empty. Um, And in that moment, I was like, okay, so my five-year plan is kind of out the window. What do I do now? And there was a period of rest, which was so therapeutic. Um, And then through that rest, the uncertainty of like, okay, well, I'm nothing I do is going to be able to guarantee me any sort of outcome or any sort of plan or any sort of certainty. Like there's no way for me to be like, okay, like if I just try really hard, COVID will be over. Like it's, it wasn't like that. So we can plan our hearts out. You can plan, (laughs) but yeah, it's like God laughs. Like, and it was very much a moment of, okay, well, since I can't do anything, I found myself just like surrendering to it. And that was like, so I've kept that with me and I've learned to do that more and it helped me step out of the sort of rat race of like constantly grinding to do something. And then what naturally came out of that was doing the playlists and then I painted something for the first time in like four years. And then fast forward, like in June of 2021, I had a show where like half of the work was paintings. And it's because wow. I hadn't considered that as I was like, oh yeah, like I do photos, like no one wants to see paintings. But then, right? But you had you the take, time. You take the yeah. I had the time. The pressure was off. Right. I just did what felt natural, and it felt like just like a thing that I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden, now like people know that I paint, which was a secret. <laughs> like, Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, don't perceive me. No perception. So coming into COVID, you had done ninety-eight and grand. Yeah. In 2019. Like right up against the edge before the destruction of everything. Right. It was like so you November. Were, you were like, yeah. yeah, you were like getting it under the wire. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know, obviously, <laughs> didn't, but yeah, no, it was, it was lucky. It fucked up a few days. Yeah. Like, don't tell anybody, come to my show. And I usually, I usually don't do things in the wintertime as far as like having people show up because people want to stay inside. I know. But the, ch- I, I the think city had, changes. Oh yeah. So much. It was November that we released it. November 14th. 2019. 2019, right, right. So right. I had a thought in my mind as to like why we had to do it at that time, and it's long since passed. But it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm gonna stick to this deadline that's completely arbitrary because I said so. Like, and then that's if I had literally hadn't done what it, I do with this podcast, yeah, you have to. Well, and there's, and there, I think that that's the greater lesson from COVID mm-hmm. is that like if you try to plan things down to the nth degree, what will happen is you become too rigid. 
Right. And structure is like, structure is just as much about flexibility as it is about planning. Right. Like you need to be able to come up with stuff on site just as much as planning ahead in the future because yep. you can plan ahead and then it gets you go oh shit. okay shit well let's yeah let's curve it let's like, curve this yeah. yeah exactly interesting that you were painting so much in 2021 when you had released this it was a photo and art book yeah it's all photo um no painting or anything of this of this sort but it was essentially a documentation of new york city Okay. Um, because that's been, since I moved here, that's been like a really, obviously that's a huge thing to talk about. Yeah. And there's tons of stuff that has inspired me to want to talk about that. Like, I love vignettes. I love, you know, McSweeney's like short stories and anthology series and, and stuff like that. So the way that I thought best to put the photos that I had taken for like five or six years into one thing was to make it sort of like a vignettes style. Okay. So the thing so observing. Yeah, it was it was like 98 and Grand is a fake cross street that doesn't exist and you you would only know that after living here for a little bit. Right. And I was whole, trying to think yeah, I was like is there that, is no 98th and Grand. Yeah, I was like is that in Queens? Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, but but if I had said that say to to like a family member that lives in Connecticut still they'd be like, "Oh yeah, New York, it's a place." It's a it, place it's on a not, grid system. It's not. Yeah, no. And so what like if you if you see a movie and they are it's based in New York and they jump on the train oh, at like dude. something and they get off somewhere that's like not on that line and you're like, That's not true. Like, like Home Alone Lost in New York is actually very painful to it's watch. It's heinous. So it's I'm a little like, heinous. I'm like, we were just in the lower east side yeah. and we're on the upper west. Yeah. And they like ran up the block and, he and ran? it's yeah. Movies regularly just take different landmarks in New York City and present them as if they're close by or adjacent. For example, in Men in Black, Will Smith is in front of Grand Central Station, chases someone for a couple of blocks, and then is at the Guggenheim. In reality, these two landmarks are two and a half miles apart. Also, if you haven't spent time in the city, you might think that there are a lot of alleys like there are in, say, Chicago. In fact, there are only about half a dozen alleys, all in Lower Manhattan, in the area that predated the grid. There's one place, Cortland Alley specifically, that has been used time and time again by Law and Order, Boardwalk Empire, Men in Black, etc., etc. They do that for the sake of the grander, you know, amorphous illusion of right. New York, right. which is great because that gives us the rest like, of the city to yeah, fuck around with. Yeah, well, it's that, but it also it's that same illusion that had me at 10 years old be like, oh, "I want to move to New York." Yes. So that was the book was like if you know, you know, but if you don't, this is the the smattering of all the things. And it's like, it starts in the morning and it gets all the way to the nighttime and it's photos that I got at all of those times. And I just put them in order, but from different photos in Queens, photos in Brooklyn, photo, mostly in like downtown Manhattan. Um, Love it. Because I'd been living in Chinatown. It's just like a, a collection of all that. And it's kind of playing on that illusion mm -hmm. of like, we all think of New York in our own way. But when you don't live here, it's like just that glowing ball in the distance. Right, it's all the photographs you've seen of it. It's or, everything or, put or together. all the media you've seen it of it, yeah. I guess. Because it is like, you know, it's in every movie and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And you've seen it. It was, it's, that's so funny that you were like 10 years old. I actually, I came here when I was 13 for the first time and I was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to use the voice because oh, yeah. it's like, that's uh -huh. the New York. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I was here like as a kid and I recently was back home and found a scrapbook that I made. Oh my God. Oh, Do you have it? Did yeah, you bring it? I don't have it here. It's still in my parents' yeah. house. It's giant. And it's, it's literally. In the, the box. Yeah, but it's like. The box of things. It's so many great pictures of me. And I'm like, oh my God, that's that place. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I worked on that block. Yeah. That, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Where you, you like, you come back into contact with it and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. I'll show you some of the pictures because a couple of them are fucking adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just being I can like, imagine. I'm going to be discovered. <laughs> <laughs> this is my home. Yeah, I have a similar thing where I don't remember this, but apparently, according to my mom, she and my stepdad at the time brought me to New York to see some show or something. Yeah. Like we like lucked out and got tickets to something, and we came into the city, and my mom was pregnant with my brother. Oh wow! And so my stepdad is like dragging us around, trying to like navigate all of it as like a like outsider right. you know person tired <laughs> and like she was like the one thing that was like the most frustrating but simultaneously like 
like adorable thing was that like we couldn't get your attention because you were like oh like, like <laughs> bedazzled by like awestruck. all of the yeah just like wow and she's like i knew that that like we got in a, a taxi and you like glued your face to the window like and i knew that you were gonna there was gonna be something down the line oh, and i'm like damn little like, brain was so satisfied yeah, i need that i need oh, that yeah because it's like i don't know if we even spoke about it yet the adhd yeah we're, we're about to let's get into it so <laughs> You did a show in 2021, uh, yeah, June yes. 2021, that was called Everythingism. Yeah, and yeah. it was about ADHD. It was about it was about ADHD being the ADHD. being the central theme. Yeah, uh, and which is great because that allows me to shoehorn in whatever I want. <laughs> that is so I'm sneaky. In I want to I want to talk about so many things. Yeah, like and that is directly a product of ADHD. According to the American Psychiatric Association, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, also known as ADHD, is one of the most common mental disorders affecting children. ADHD also affects many adults. Symptoms of ADHD include inattention, not being able to keep focus, hyperactivity, excess movement that is not fitting to the place or setting, and impulsivity, hasty acts that occur in the moment without thought. An estimated 8.4% of children and 2.5% of adults have ADHD. ADHD is often first identified in school-age children when it leads to disruption in the classroom or problems with schoolwork. I mean, going back to being here as a kid and having like, wow, the wow moment of like, there's just so much stimulus. Yeah. Your brain was literally like like lit up, like just happy. Wow. Oh my God. Like, and I think that that's always been a driving force for everything. Mm -hmm. I've never done a show in like a conventional space. It's always been like strange rental places. Love it. Like, Oh yeah, that's what what we do. That's the, that's the way I think (laughs) that's like the the best way to do it. But um, love a DIY. Yeah. I feel like you can just, you have more control over it and you can kind of be authentic. But so what we did was we got a space on ninth, from this like awesome lady who basically like owns a bunch of property around the East Village, but has been in the village forever. Nice. And she was like, yeah, you guys can take it for, for the weekend. So we got in there and there were, I think, seven paintings. Okay. Seven paintings. One of them was freaking huge. Oh, and yeah? then all the way down to like wallet size, like a clutch. Mm-hmm. And then just a bunch of photos. Like I, I knew that it was a lot. Right. Um, we chose the space based on like, I wanted people to walk in and be like a little bit overwhelmed and like, <laughs> welcome to my brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it, it was. The yeah. point of it was, was that I was like, listen, it's come to my attention that y'all don't think like this. So, um, this is, this is like, no it, linear thinking like. for me. Yeah. Bro. None of that. None of that. And, and uh, even through the pandemic, going back to what you were saying about uncertainty, like, the exploration of self that comes out of that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a vehicle that drove me to being like, wait a second, like in pursuit of the arts, you don't need to like represent anything or anyone that's not you. Right. Because you by yourself are connective mm-hmm. as a person. Like I had people come into that show that were like, dude, you've said it so well. Like that's how it feels. And when I realized that if I just am honest about it, like it will connect because yeah. it's just my experience is going to overlap with other people. And so that was kind of like the purpose of the show was to have people walk in there, tie all of the pieces together in, a, in such a way that like you kind of have to go in once, come out and then go back in because you're going to miss something because there's just so much. We had a we had a projector going with like a, a breakdown, a clinical breakdown on what ADHD is. We had... So you're uh, not only being like visually simulated, oh, you're sensory Oh, we had everything. Like everything. I, I had QR codes. I was early on this. You were. <laughs> I was an early QR code early stan. I love QR codes, dude. Oh, I dude, put those they in the newsletter. never leave. Yeah, I, I was love. Like, this yeah. is the best thing to come I out saw, of COVID. I saw a tweet that was like, the QR code had like the best year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like talk about a comeback. Yeah. Because um, I was like teetering on the edge of like uh, obsolete. Like no, oh, yeah. nobody, nobody was those. using and those. Now it's yeah. like, now it's them. everywhere. I saw, I saw on the train over here, I saw a dude had sweatpants with a QR code like stitched into them. Was what like, was what? it? I don't know. Oh, I should have scanned it. I would have had to scan it. Yeah. It, it was like, probably, something, to be probably, sus. probably something awful. <laughs> probably was like um, porn or something. Yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> um, so we had, we had the QR codes. So you walk in, um, there's a QR on the door and it's basically a description of like what you're supposed to do. Right. So it was like an interactive experience where I told everybody to bring headphones. 
Uh, shouts out to Instagram for letting me tell people stuff like that on stories and like keep a your lot of audience people, informed. Well, it worked. I, I yeah. thought that people would show up and be like, "Oh, oh yeah, shit. no, man!" Like, and vast majority of people showed up with the headphones. Good for them. I made a playlist for the headphones, and I made a playlist for the outer that we played on a speaker. And oh, then I so had you be getting hit with you're both. getting hit with both, but the headphones. The thing about it was that the headphones it keeps all the noise out, right? And it keeps the narrative of like what the theme of the show is, and it's like a lot of introspective thoughts and like the inside amidst the chaos of of how crazy everything is. And I was like, therefore, I can crank the chaos up a little bit on the outside. And we had the the projector playing with the description. We had the outer playlist which was like four hours or like five hours or something. And that was your creation. They this, were both. This is yeah. I, I made them both in tandem with one another and they're online right now. Like you can find them. But, and then we had a separate speaker playing in the corner, playing this like Anna Roxanne ambient kind of mix of like, like soft, like calm stuff, but it mm-hmm. couldn't possibly be calm with all that playing, you know? And then I, like, there was just so, you're just dumping. So yeah. You're and I had a TV, I had an old, old TV I found on the street in Chinatown playing old cowboy bebop and like anime and stuff. Oh, and it was just like, I wanted people to walk in and be like, this is a lot. I need to put the headphones on to be separate from it. And, and then, be, it, it, and then I, you can't. And then you, and then you, you once you're, you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. And then you're good. And you're like, wow. Like, and it was very much to combat the, I feel like we flick through stuff. We just flick past it. Oh yeah. You know, like people don't really invest in the thing. So I wanted people to invest. Well, kind of like what you were saying with like early, I, I know you were talking about Instagram and mm-hmm. being a photographer on Instagram. It's like just throwing an image into the void most of the time. I mean, it's great if it's like, if you're promoting a show or something like that, but if you're actually showing like your work, it's the lowest common denominator in terms of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything that where the, you know, the viewer needs to like actually be up Take a second for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not going to register because we are just flicking, flicking, flicking. Kind of coming back to just ADHD in general. And if, you know, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but when uh, were you diagnosed with ADHD? Oh, uh, as a as a kid, like okay. like way back, and maybe fifth grade. Okay. And what happened was they figured that out. Mm-hmm. Mind You're you, like makes perfect. Sense. Oh, well, I mean, for me, I was like, <laughs> like, like I was <laughs> just so kind of like, like every single time I learn something about my brain, I'm like, actually, oh, this just yeah. helps me like work through this. So yeah, much well, and that's and that's the self analysis aspect <laughs> right. of, the, of the chaos. Like, you need a little bit of like up in the air energy in Mm -hmm. order to learn these things about yourself. Your reaction to the world around you tells you about why you are the way you are. Right. So when I was in fifth grade, they told me, they told my mom really, because I was like, like not paying attention. You were having a great time. Oh yeah, dude. Like I got, I had gotten, (laughs) I wear, I wear glasses and they didn't know Mm -hmm. that I needed glasses. My vision is awful so like, like i am they, visually impaired but no one but no one t- i didn't know like i'm like okay like that's like i was seeing things and i was like this is how people see and they're like he can't he's like vibrating in his seat he can't look at the board or like read anything on the board they were like what is wrong with this kid in our school system and my mom was like i don't know like single mom at the time like oh, so they brought so me tough. in and i finally got glasses and was like oh my god it's crazy and then I could see everything and they figured out I had ADHD all like in one fell swoop. And then they put me in the side classes with the the lady who had like multiple degrees. Right. Who knew how to like right. handle people. And she had Got like a little four specialized of us. Attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they were like, okay, let's test this mofo. <laughs> and it was like some crazy they were like we can't get him to sit still but once we do, we can we can see what's going on. Yeah. She got us all to sit still and my reading level at like fifth or sixth grade was at like a college level wow. and they were like wow you're actually smart not like an yeah. idiot but it's just that you can't it's like if we'll look at anything like and kind of like what you were saying about your art a little bit like having to stay interested i yeah. know that that's that the interest thing is the huge interesting is huge i know like my my mom you know she's older than us obviously mm-hmm. and this is what i was going to say is that we're kind of like you're a little bit younger than i am but like we're kind of the first generation coming up who was treated yes. at yeah. an age where you can like kind of like yeah yeah you know, and, and, and like realize it. and make yeah. something make and, something and different. not just like label you like a bad kid or like yeah. a disruptor yeah. or like whatever that is you know and so like for my mom it's definitely about interest like yeah 
another thing with it is that you feel like negative Mm -hmm. about the fact that you can't focus on something. And a lot of the symptoms of it are like common things that people experience, but just not to the degree that you experience. So you're like, maybe I'm just like, like you get a sense of like, oh, I must just be lazy or like, and you internalize a lot of that. There's a lot of like, there wasn't dialogue on it. And obviously like negative self-talk can be super detrimental to anyone but like at that super formative age oh, i yeah. can't imagine yeah. like when you're realizing who you are and like yeah trying to figure all that out and, and you're trying to find out like who you are as an individual like away from your family mm-hmm. i mean even mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff starts even like at that young age so like your show sounds so fucking amazing it was awesome it was awesome i, I loved it was a having huge it hit. yeah it was great yeah. i actually um i had a couple friends like come up to me just like bawling tears and i was like what like because like, awesome, it, it, it was like they were like dude this is it yeah this is what it's like and i there is a moment before you put something out that you're like i think we talked about this before mm-hmm. we started recording but where you're like is is this even gonna connect like is are people right. gonna am i just like talking nonsense like is this it doesn't matter how good it is it doesn't matter how good bad whatever you're gonna sit there and be like i don't know if this is the thing if this is it like or if i am just totally off base and when I started to see some reactions, it was very like, dude, you put it into words. And I was like, thank you. Because yeah. that means that we're experiencing something as a common unit, especially now. Well, and especially you like know. you said, like that would have, especially at such a young age. And I'm sure like dealing with it must have felt so isolating at that yeah, point. So absolutely. like then to kind of 15 years later be like, like rehash ah, it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But in a way, it just sounds very therapeutic. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah. The therapy of it. It's like you, you check one thing off and you're mm-hmm. like, you think that it's going to be scary to like dive through these, these like self analyses. And it is, it's, it's very much about like facing what is right and what's wrong and like realizing like it's not even right or wrong. It's just you. Yeah. And as you do that, you kind of, it opens you up to be like, wait a second, like the thing is out of the closet and is in front of me and I can see the way it's shape. You yeah. know what I mean? The and monster makes, is not makes, a monster anymore. Yeah, it's and just, it makes sense. It's a coat. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, and then I put the coat on. I'm like, damn, I'm warm now. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I feel was, like I am good. Yeah, I got it. Because I realized, I was like, you know what? Like, instead of trying to, like, match up with, like, people that don't have ADHD mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm normal. Like, just put it out there. And yeah. now my friends are like, okay, if Avery's late, like dude has like a thing yeah. going on like yeah, it's he's normal like it's grandstand band going on in his yeah head. exactly <laughs> exactly exactly um of like and, wants and needs and yeah and, and it's and, and it's and it's been great to even just have like a a further understanding of self but then also an understanding that i'm not the only one that feels that way like other people feeling that way and like you were saying as time is going on like our younger generations are more keyed in to, to being able to know about this stuff like yeah. the internet is huge dude yeah. like you can just look something up like that's crazy yeah every once in a while i'll be like i'm on i got on tiktok during all this and yeah. uh every once in a while i'll be like <laughs> wait do i have yeah. whatever yeah yeah on? yeah like, and there's so many designations do i need to do a little research <laughs> yeah literally literally <laughs> this rings a little too true <laughs> yeah but you have you have the options yeah no, like exactly. to know about those things oh my god yeah my mom was like how do you uh, a couple years ago she was like how do you know how to do makeup and i was like literally youtube, YouTube. yeah like <laughs> Yeah, she was so like, much, yeah. so much of who I am oh comes God. from YouTube. No, I'm like never concerned to tackle a new task. Yeah, because I'm like, there's, I'm a, just, there's, there's a playbook. There's some like weird dad who has like put this video on YouTube, yeah. and like now I know how to change a radiator. Yeah, so. seriously, seriously. There was um, I didn't know about like primer, mm-hmm. like for for paint until like yesterday, like, uh, but for a really long time. And I would say maybe like six, six months ago. And I was able to do research, like the entire show, all the paintings in it had no base oh, on them. Like, I was just throwing just paint on it. I was like, why is it paint? taking so much paint up? Like, like, <laughs> and and while the is like <laughs> sucking it all. Yeah, literally <laughs> sucking it up. That's like something that, you know, like if they teach you in art school and I'm like, oh, I went to Hunter, didn't, you know, like didn't yeah. learn that. So uh, I had to look it up and there's this, there's this guy on YouTube. I don't even know what his, what his name is on there, but he just does like, he's like, this is a canvas with primer and this is one without. And then he does these videos of like these like beautiful brush strokes. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, education. I could watch that shit for it, hours, dude. Cleaning videos. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like that itch that you can't scratch. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> coming out of that show last summer and then in august of 2021 you started convo yeah because i can't sit still that's great i mean <laughs> no i mean why why should you you shouldn't have to so convo is a, a newsletter yeah that has and i know this is kind of goes back to what we've been talking about kind of encompasses whatever you're into at that time. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're taking pictures of. And honestly, it's so funny listening to you talk about your show and people having to go back and look at it multiple Mm -hmm. times. I've gone back and looked at, I had number 10 pulled up because it's the most recent one. And I've looked back at it like four or five times. There's always something new. Yeah, yeah. And for the listeners, it's like you can sign up, I'm assuming. Yeah, absolutely. But it comes like what? You kind of put it out whenever you... I, so we started off doing... Every two weeks. Okay. Which and is tough. That's for a 10, hard deadline it's, it's, for yourself. It's a hard deadline, but I need that. It's funny. I tried that to, push. I tried, I need the push. Yeah. I need the deadline. And if I don't make one, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it another time. And I've read that that's like an ADHD thing more so. Right. I've tried to, we drop it on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. I say Saturday nights. That's a bold face lie. Um, <laughs> we drop it on Sunday mornings. Um, <laughs> at like, Saturdays are for the like, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of one of those things where like that was the goal. But so we, Sunday mornings is totally Sunday mornings like 2 a.m. And if we push too far past that, we'll do like the morning, morning proper. Yeah. People open but it. But I work on it. I wake up on Saturday and I work on it from like 11 a.m. ish until whenever we drop so like Whoa. one or two or three a.m the next like just in front of the computer just like and i've tried yeah. to split it up and be like oh work some on friday or work on monday does not work it just doesn't it's like a physical it's like i'm walking into a wall it's just it doesn't work Whoa. um so it, it's always updated like it's always current. yeah it's like, like you're uh, like this is the fresh yeah the shit, freshest bitch. shit on my phone bro like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't put anything up on grabs, Instagram. Grabs from twelve seconds. Ago. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's I've actually had there's moments in some of them where like I literally have downloaded pages from it as I'm doing it and then throw the page in the one that I'm working on and you're then it's at the bottom. You're so and I I'm oh, I love it. I think it's so funny because I know that somebody at some point, like you said, is gonna yeah. go back and be like, That motherfucker did that. <laughs> he like, cheated me. Like, he really did that. Like, you know, like but I, I, I love that, the idea of being able to put something there where somebody looks at it once mm-hmm. and it's like, that's great. Like all my favorite artists have always intrigued me in this aspect. Yeah. You go through and listen to an album and you're like, wow, that's so like, I'd love jamming to this album, whatever. Like, and then four years down the line, there's like, you hear like one extra thing that you didn't hear and you're like, damn, they really, really just packed came in on packed this, like, stuff in there like and that's that's why all my stuff looks the way that it does it's just like jam-packed with every thought possible because i know you're not going to get it on all on the first run right and i know that it's i know that you're going to have to go back but that gives you a reason to go back no it's nice and, yeah. and have a different perception each time and yeah. another thing with the, the show last year was like you go through i wanted people to go through and you walk out and depending on what stuck out to you, because mm-hmm. of based on familiarity, what you already recognize, that stuff tends to catch your eye. Right. You walk out and your perception of it is going to be different from the person next to you because you don't have the same life. Right. So when individual you talk experience. about it, it's, it's highlighting the individual experience <clears throat> amongst the common. That's cool. Um, so that's kind of what the newsletter does too. But yeah, every two weeks, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's a lot, man. I've been, I'm kind of talked about this with like my therapist and stuff that like, Obviously, Tucker, Artie, H, uh, who does our research after each episode wasn't able to be here tonight. You know, they're such a great support network. But really, at the end of the day, I'm like the only person really like making sure that that another interview is scheduled. Yeah, lined and, like, up. Those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the fact that you're able to do it every two weeks, like I'm really, that's awesome. I'll occasionally, like we just push one back. That's kind of, but it's nice to be able to it's, give yourself that break. Yeah. Well, so what'll happen is like every two weeks in a perfect world, and I've done that for maybe like six of them total. Yeah. And we're on number 10 now. By the time this drops, it'll probably be like maybe 11, 11. or 13, something like that. But if I get to a point where I feel like it's not coming out, I don't, I can't, like, I don't really rehearse anything. Yeah. Um. So I have to, I do it and I make the thoughts I think about it for like right. a week, but then I put everything down and as it comes out of your mind, it kind of like takes shape. And if I feel like that's not happening, then I'm like, let's push it back another week because yeah. I don't want to put something that's not good out, you know? Um, that's kind of the way I felt in like being able to allow myself to just sort of step like 
things were fucked in December. Yeah. yeah. And we had released December, one, December, this yeah, last year. December, yeah. 2021. And we had put one out we had recorded it like we're recording now for our listeners. We're recording this at the end of January and this will be out at the end of February, but we recorded one at the end of November that we released in December and then trying to wrangle someone yeah. to record something in December that would be put out in January Oof, was not yeah, happening. Yeah. And I just said, you December know what? December was a crazy month. December was crazy. Yeah. And then Omicron had her way. Yeah, and yeah. That so, kicked in secondarily. Yeah, exactly. And like normally we do try and do this. We'll record it the last week of, of the previous month. And that gives us enough time to do all of our edits and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, minutia. But um, December, just kind December of, was, was hot. December was wild. Was so a, like kind hot, of just t- telling myself it's okay. We're just going to take January off. Mm-hmm. January is a slow month for everyone. Yeah. And we'll come back and we'll put out something that I'm proud of in, you know, February. Yeah. And just kind of being able to like take that time and say like, it doesn't actually have to be an emergency. Yeah. People will listen and be like responsive, whether it's out last month or this month, you know? and, And you almost, it would almost be like, it's preferable to do it later. Yeah. So that it's good because once you, once it's out, it's out. Yeah. But if you, all the time that you spend leading up to it, I forget why I heard this. It was like, you know, the Eames chair, mm-hmm. like Ray and Charles Eames. Yeah. I think he had, Charles had said something in this documentary about like all the time that you spend on it before can be infinite. But once it's out in the world, it's out yeah. forever. For and then people can go for, for criticism, for reference, for mm-hmm. everything. And you can go back to it. And if you rush it and squish that, that before time, the amount of time that it's out after it's dropped is way longer than right. the amount of time you were working on it. So like you better make sure that you're happy with the way that it is before yeah. it hits that stage. I um, completely agree. I mean, I think, and like that kind of takes us into actually my next question, which is kind of about goals in terms of like creation and also just, I know we talked about this a little bit on the questionnaire and also just before we were recording kind of about like, community and you know i kind of heard a lot of our goals aligning in terms of like how do i get the money from the people who have the money to the people who need the money and why isn't that happening but also you spoke to creating intentional creative partnerships Mm -hmm. and like a sustainable group of artists and this sort of yeah. like goal that you're building towards. Yeah. Would you like to speak to a little bit sure. to like sure. what's happening for that in your brain? The foundation kind of going back to what you were saying about there's the money crowd that is interested in art that doesn't necessarily know too much about art, but they want to get involved. And then there's the artist crowd. And I said this to an artist friend recently, I was like, you can have 20 artists in a room and if we're all artists, we're all broke. Like, right. <laughs> because it's just the nature <laughs> of the business. Like, if you're spending time working on art, that means you're thinking about how to make your art better and how to grow it. And and, and it's not necessarily a capitalist mindset. No, no, it can't Thank be. God. It can't be because <laughs> if it is, it's like you're not. You're, there are people that do that, you know, like Jeff Koons and, and people of that ilk. But, like, it's very much like a if you want to make good art, you're going to pour the time that somebody else would be like, all right, how do I manage my money into that? And I found even just through art handling, like seeing some of the people's homes that like they have money and they collect these pieces. It's like you need to connect the dots in such a way that like there's balance on both sides because Leonardo right. da Vinci had the Medici family. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's always been, well, you know, like a, there's and that's a, a kind of team like up. What I've been thinking about a lot, because I mean, my goals have been similar in terms of like having a space where artists can come rehearse, show, yeah. perform, yeah. possibly even like stay Yeah, has kind of been what I've been floating around. Obviously like starting those kind of organizations takes a lot of money and also to sustain something like that takes Mm. a lot of money. But that, that is like the old way, these like mentorships or I don't even know what they're called back in the day, but like, it's like a, like your sponsor or whatever. Yeah. There's a word that we're both patron patron. patron Yes. And and sort of how we've sort of gotten away from that, looking at like going into like the seventies and eighties, kind of like getting away from that and kind of people think of, especially in the seventies and eighties, rocketing yourself to superstardom in order to, 
make the money right. to sustain yourself. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very very slim target right, to aim like for. And I think that... 0.0001% of us is yeah. going to be Madonna. And that's not a bad <laughs> thing. Like some of the greatest art is is from people that, you know, don't catch recognition until another artist digs their stuff up right. way later in their life. And I think that if you understand it as like a dynamic system, mm-hmm. there's a role for the money person and there's also a role for the creator. And then within each of those, there's any number of assortment of, of different sub roles right so like part of the whole goal with convo is like i have spent all these years in new york meeting all these awesome people that are doing cool stuff and are focused and are driven and have their thoughts on things and it seems like we're not we're not digging to the the meat of those conversations right which is like thank you for having me on this in yeah the first place. oh my gosh like, of course because that's exactly what we're doing here is exactly like talking out loud about it instead of just tweeting about it or mm-hmm. whatever shooting it into the void like you said yeah like but so to be able to bring all those people into one place i want to talk about whatever is the thing that's happening but i also want to generate even if it's just digitally generate that common space where like if you tap into this and mm-hmm. you sign into this as a person who's like not in the arts or, or are, you are in the arts and you want to check out other people's work or whatever. Like if you tap in every single two weeks that you get that in your inbox, it's going to be somebody that's making music or somebody that is doing plants or somebody right. that is doing any number of things because we're all, it's like the cross, a horizontal cross reference of the entire art scene in <laughs> yeah. 2021. I'm trying to get everybody yeah. featured in there like yeah. and, and show off what, what cool stuff is going on because it shouldn't have to be that, everybody hits like Kusama levels in order to, <laughs> to be seen. You know what I mean? Or like, we're all TikTok famous. Yeah. Or we're all, ta- yeah. Like, and it seems like that, that's like the only way that people want to want to do it um, yeah. because that's what the system says we're supposed to do. But you can, you can sign out of that and still make valid stuff. And as long as you just collect, figure out how to collect the audience, like that's make kinda, it easier for the audience. And like, that's sort of, you know, what I was grappling with, I think, especially like, mid 2020 kind of thinking about like what was next and all the things I had been kind of pouring my energy into weren't coming back immediately and kind of thinking like, like, so, so my just, so for the first season of this, um, I asked a question of the, all of the guests, um, that was, what does joy look like in a community setting going forward? Mm -hmm. And I also asked that kind of of our audience. And I asked that on the several occasions that I had shows and, um, kind of the overwhelming response was support, 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 support. So the second season of, um, of the podcast has been what methods of community support inspire you that's Mm, kind of my mm. thesis question right now and it's it's interesting because combo like totally falls into that that's like a method of of community support whether you know it's a gift to 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 those sort of people but i'd be curious to hear kind of what you're seeing right now as methods of community and support Mm, that inspire mm. you um i think absolutely i'm gonna get like shadow banned or whatever but (laughs) um i think absolutely taking the agency off of platforms and Mm. replacing that agency with your, whatever your vision is. Um, And if that means that, you know, your, your following is going to take a little hit or, or your presence online is going to take a little hit. Quality versus quantity. Quality versus quantity. It's way more important to actually sit down with people and connect with people than it is to try to keep up whatever the algorithm says is hot right now. Like, I yesterday was I was uh, I went to this uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'll I'll it's coming out soon but I went to somebody's place and interviewed him um, and just like spoke like we didn't even record it it was just like a talking nice. to like get in his mind and see like what he was thinking about and have him have a chance to kind of like do what we're doing here again like mm-hmm. um, and I shot photos to go with it and. I think the the community aspect of doing stuff like that is like not only not only is he going to get a chance to say out loud what maybe somebody is not asking but I'm going to get a chance to like learn something from him like it's a it's a back and forth mm. it's like investing in the person rather than trying to invest in like okay like can we get this in front of Vogue or in front of whoever like right I'm I'm so tired of trying to chase them down 
Like I want to, you know what I mean? I want to, so you're not wanted here. I no, want to, okay. yeah, no, I want to, I want to do things. I want to do things for us. Yeah. I don't want to, because at some point where it's all going to be dust and where someone's going to look back and be like, are they going to be like, wow, that, you know, Vogue cover was so cool. Or they're going to be like, wow, this is that cool that underground that thing. Yeah. Like yeah, a salon so style cool. yeah, thing yeah, or yeah. even breaking a salon down. If the, mm-hmm. if today's salon is Instagram, you know, like right. whatever, it, whatever it may be. I think the community, the, the best way to, you know, kind of like back the community up is just like, remember that it's people. Yeah. Like, it's so interesting that you're, it's very, uh, in alignment with, um, what our last, uh, guest said they were, they were basically saying it's, it's for the most part, very cheap to show up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's, absolutely. it's almost, you can get into Just be there. almost any event in New York for under $20. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 most places. Yeah. And it's in, or it's free yeah. and it's, you know, that, that, showing up is such an act of support. Yeah. I mean, I, when I threw my show over the summer, I was thrilled. And also like, I, you know, I knew the core people of people were going to come and then everyone pulled. Yeah. Me. I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was such a good time and yeah. there were faces that I didn't expect. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that feeling is like, yeah. like, wait, wait a second. I'm not actually, it's not actually just going into the void. Right. It is, it is real. It's not just the numbers that you're flicking no. through. It's not just like, it's and you're, and you're impacting, <laughs> you're impacting those people. Like, like every time that we, uh, every time that we talk about anything, like it, it changes, we, we bounce off of each other. Right. And then it changes each of our trajectory just a little bit. And I think that some, that's been stripped of us. Right. Because we think like, Oh, like it's just the, the number, but that's, that's what happens when you interact with, people you know like we we might i might start saying a word that i heard you say you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like, oh my gosh like, i'm the worst about you know that. <laughs> but that's but that's the that's the human experience like yeah. um and like showing up whether that be like just i guess like even if even if you can't make it to the thing just being like bro you know i i don't have a i don't have the time for this so i'm gonna buy a piece or i don't have right. the, the money so i'm gonna like you know what i mean like yeah. i'm gonna like let me see what like you're can i venmo you can for i can i sh- put you in front of someone else yeah, you know what yeah, i mean like right. connecting so like what i think the, the best thing the best thing is like almost a, a a a community singular sort of attitude of mm-hmm. like what is what are you good at right what is the thing that you can do like you miller have the organization that i do not have <laughs> to be able to put something like this on and do it to the best of your ability and then that is going to offer a vehicle now to me to be able to like talk about what I am able to talk about. And that's kind of exactly what I figured out like with my goals personally was was like I like making space for other people. Yeah. Like that is my fucking favorite thing to do and just like sit back and be the mom and be like look at little little babies all doing their thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but you doing that like you're going to do a better job at that because you like doing it. Yeah. So therefore Pulling like, all that's the... a higher quality thing for all of us. Well, and like pulling know? everybody to have, you know, to, ha- to everyone pull out your toolbox and yeah. like, and see, and see what you it. have, see yeah. what you, ha- but, but, but see also what your neighbor has, see what you have, see what your neighbor has and yeah. see if you can be like, Oh, like, well, bro, like I'm, I'm missing a, the screwdriver. So like I got the, the hammer, like you, you want to trade and yeah. I'll work on the thing you need the hammer for Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. back and forth <laughs> like that. And realizing that you, you got a cup you, of sugar, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. Like I, I know plenty of, of artists that just like are, are, like especially in music, like music people are not as visual, mm-hmm. so they need like a visual representation. So shoot photos of them, you know. What I mean? Great. Like, and then like when they when they have like a music thing, it's like combining the pieces the the to the puzzle, yeah. And seeing how it all fits together as a larger thing. And I think the longer we sit on spaces like Instagram and Twitter that make everything about social currency and you know just currency shopping yeah um, yeah they're all uh they're all they're all facebook now yeah it's all it's, it's, yeah, all, it's, all, it's, it's all part facebook. of the metaverse now um but the longer we subscribe <laughs> to them them holding the value the less the less value we get to partake in i completely you know? agree i've been really like um not not posting a lot and not mm. not being super present in those kind of forms um it's hard it is it's hard, hard. It's it hard is not hard to... especially when you use it as a way of like communicating with, yeah. with people so i've been trying to give people like more of my number and that kind of you know that mm, kind of stuff yeah. so it's like Direct. actually hit me up like yeah, i'm yeah. a real person yeah um 
Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. For I really me. appreciate I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna give you a hug for like the yeah. ninth time. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, tell the people where to find you if you have any plugs, anything uh, like that. Yeah, I am. Oh God, Instagram. Um, <laughs> you, we'll we'll link it in bio, yeah, so you don't yeah. even have to say it after this. Instagram <laughs> is jsav. Uh, and then the convo where he won't be posting, but you yeah, can find the, a combo. I still, I still use, I use Instagram <laughs> as like a way to, as like a hub still. So like, yeah, yeah. my Instagram has my website, averyjsavage.com. Um, and it has a link to the newsletter. Um, there's, I don't, I don't leave the newsletter on any digital space. You kind of, you have to punch your email in and then it'll always come to you. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of like my internet presence is is that Instagram, my website, and then the combo newsletter. Great. Um, Anything coming up? This will be out like uh, February twenty fourth, I believe. So yeah, we. I mean, there's a bunch of things, but it's it's all like surprise, pipe, surprise, pipe yeah, stuff. We'll, yeah. we'll just stay tuned, and he'll yeah. be posting. Combo Combo has a ton of cool stuff coming out. Awesome. Um, there's a there's see. a cool music collaboration we have coming up. Um, that I'm not entirely sure what exact day it's going to be out, but it'll be out around. We'll watch. Then. We'll watch. Um, and yeah, convo, convo's where it's at. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Everyone, check out convo. Thank you so much uh, for being thanks, here today. AP Studio Files. AP Studio Files can be found on all streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram at AP Studio BK. Stay tuned to our Instagram about upcoming parties this spring. AP Studio Files is hosted by Miller Pike with technical production by Artie Kapischke, photography by Tucker W. Mitchell, and research by H. Connolly with music by Fab the Duo.